0: Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast. I am your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin, the podcast is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out OsirisPod.com to learn about their vast array of podcasts, all their live events, everything they got going on that is OsirisPod.com. In this episode, I present an interview with Peter Kaiswalder, who is the New York City based composer and producer behind the new multimedia show, The Moth Project. That's the focus of this episode. But also, he is behind the Grammy-nominated and Emmy-award-winning East Village Opera Company and Brooklyn Run Funk's Orchestra's song-for-song adaptation of the iconic musical The Sound of Music. It was titled The Hills Are Alive, a project for which he received the much-publicized blessing and support of the notoriously protective Rodgers and Hammerstein organization. His prolific composition and arranging work for film, TV, theater, and commissions balances formal classical and jazz studies with decades worth of experience performing and writing in many popular music idioms. The Moth Project, which is absolutely fascinating, is a multimedia production, music album, and book that marries art, science, and an innate connection to the environment. It showcases how artists and musicians are stepping into the spotlight, collaborating with scientists to amplify the call of climate change in a captivating manner, fill in the gaps where scientific data falls short. At the heart of the Moth Project lies two brothers, one a passionate artist, the other a dedicated botanist engrossed in our ecosystem. Amidst the 2020 quarantine in upstate New York, they, along with their six children, bonded over evening campfires, insightful dialogues and the fascinating biodiversity around them. Inspired by the life cycle of the underappreciated moth, they crafted a narrative intertwining moth migrations with the immigration journey of Peter's family. In a world where millions are in constant movement, seeking new beginnings, The Moth Project emphasizes the resilience of both nature and the human spirit and highlights the interconnectedness between the two. So in this episode, Peter and I discuss how The Moth Project began, In the depths of the pandemic, when Peter and his family left New York City for his family's cottage in Canada, where his connection to nature deepened. We converse upon how esteemed botanist Robin Wall Kimmerer, the voice behind Braiding Sweetgrass, a must-read book, lends her voice to the project's central piece, entitled Reciprocity. We talk about violinist Whitney LaGrange's unforgettable contributions to the project, the incredible diversity of moths and the common themes humans share with them. We talk about how learning about moth migration had peter thinking about his family history and a whole lot more it's truly a fascinating project to dig into uh, i i definitely recommend you check out the album a whole lot of uh, different soundscapes and, and you'll hear us talk about that in the interview the book is fun the uh pictures in it are absolutely outstanding makes you really appreciate the wonders of the moth so i'm sure you will enjoy this interview with peter kaiswalter
1: Cross, cross the margin, cross the cross the margin, cross the
0: cross the
1: margin, cross the margin, cross,
0: cross the cross cross the margin, cross, cross the Good, thank you so much for making the time. I appreciate this. My pleasure. I really, I, I enjoyed digging in to the project, uh, the book. Um, I went deep with the music, the whole thing. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a cool project on, on multiple layers. It's tons of fun. Thank you. Um, so I've, if I'm right, all this began, um, and, and it was alluded to in your book, uh, during the pandemic, uh, when you left New York City, headed up to the family cottage in Canada, uh, and you kind of reconnected, you're given the opportunity to reconnect with nature here and kind of find the wonders of the moth. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, genesis of this whole thing? Well, yeah,
1: like you said, um, so um, summer 2020, I mean, at the time, it felt like New York was like one of those bad contagion movies. They were going to put a curtain around it and say, everyone stay. Yeah, of course. Um, it was kind of a, yeah, um, grabbed my three kids, grabbed Whitney, uh, jumped in the car and headed to the cottage. We thought this is as good a place as any to, to stay. Absolutely. Um, and my little brother and his three kids did the same thing. So we sort of quarantined together for, well, th- that summer. Um, I had been going there for 45 years and Toby, uh, who is a interpretive naturalist or a park ranger, for lack of a better word, had oh. taken up um, mothing. <laughs> It's a word, it's a thing. It is a word. It's a term. It's a it's, a, it's the new birding, I think. Uh yeah. you know, 160, 000 species of moths. So wow. he um, he started taking it up in a kind of serious way that summer. And like I said, I've been going there for for my whole life. Um never paid attention. Yeah. Never yeah. paid attention to what was happening outside the door at night. Um started seeing some of his pictures, and and you know, on one night that summer, he documented 87 different species not 87 oh, really? ones, 87 different species wow. Wow. i thought there were two um yeah. <laughs> you know like uh the ones that eat your socks and the ones yeah. that uh self-immolate so it was kind That's of good. a shock to me and at the same time i was reading this book by um by robin wall kimmerer called braiding sweetgrass yeah you got it really wonderful book yep I it. book 10th good anniversary of it more than one person recommended so when that happens you usually to start to pay attention read yep. it And it's a very hopeful book. um, And it gives you hope that um, even in the smallest gestures of like paying attention, that in itself is a a radical act of what she calls reciprocity, how to pay back the earth for the privilege of breath, for example. Right. Well, just start to look around, pay attention, get to know the names of, of um, that all happened that summer. um, In addition to me freaking out about how am I going to make a living as a musician, if I'm not allowed to play music. So slowly over the course of a couple of campfires while Toby's mothing at night um and I'm we're watching these creatures a couple of them actually self-immolate and that was another thing what's that all about um uh learned a little bit about that you know about the scientific theory of um it's called transverse orientation they use the light to navigate and they freak out if the light is light source is too close um that's the theory I like to think that there was something else at work there maybe mm-hmm. uh, you know, without anthropomorphizing the moths, which I kind of do a couple times during the show. Sure. Um, I thought, do is there spirit? Do they have reckless desire, you know? And, uh, I know they don't, but, um, that kind of resonated with me and with my life as a reckless freelance musician. So, uh, yeah. I just started to do some some research that summer. Toby, my brother, helped with the science. Um, the, the catalyst, real, really, was his pictures and the uh, the braiding sweetgrass book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're kind of when
0: you're learning about the moth, and I think this kind of um, you know kind of help uh, breed the story that you tell in, in this in, in you know throughout the music and the whole story here, is that you were kind of finding um, these common themes between us and them. Yeah. Um And kind of tapping into it. And you mentioned it a little bit. I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit, because um, obviously the diversity is blowing your mind. But then you're kind of seeing them in a different way yeah. and finding that there's parallels there. And they are. And uh, I'd love yeah. to hear you talk about that.
1: Well, uh, it started with that, the whole tired, um, like a moth to flame metaphor, uh, which which is kind of what all I knew about moths mm. was that. As a metaphor for fatal attraction, mm-hmm. there's a million songs written from that perspective, right? Using that metaphor, everyone has one Metallica, Olivia Newton John, yep. Janet Jackson, Amy Man, Bjork. Um, yep. you name it. um in Western mythology, we tend to view the moths as uh well as harbingers of death and destruction, right? So any reference in literature or the Bible and Shakespeare, it's always a harbinger of doom. Um and I, I was curious about that. What? Why do we see them that way? Because some indigenous modalities cast them in a much different, a much more positive light as guardians of dream time, as, yeah. as bridges between the living and the dead. And I thought that was so cool. Um, so d- just uncovering some of that uh, stuff, like you say, the common themes, one was migration. Um, some moths exit their cocoon and migrate great distances to escape the oppressive heat or uh, oppressive situations i was thinking about my folks at the cottage a lot um you know it's very much a family thing we built it there almost 50 years ago so i I thought about my folks migration as german immigrants from post-war germany to canada I ask about that yep um common themes you know uh, metamorphosis is the big one um it's a it's like such an incredibly, incredibly profound act in its symbolism, but also uh, incredible in its chemistry. Like these things spend the majority of their life cycle blending in, hiding, working hard. They don't mm-hmm. want to stick out. Yep. That to me was exactly what happened with a, a lot of, well, my parents, but uh, their generation of European immigrants, they came to the new world. as like, don't, don't stick out, just blend in, work hard, make a better life for your kids. Safest way um, to do it. Yep. There, there was another parallel there you know um but the, the the act of metamorphosis itself i thought this is this is kind of cool um i wrote a tune called emergence which is the process of an of a moth exiting its cocoon and it it seemed to also also be a metaphor for coming out um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, transitioning um so you know a lot a lot of the tunes over this it, Literally, it's about something that happens to the moth, but on a metaphorical level, it's it, there's, there's a deeper meaning to the song Emergence. Yeah. The song In My Dream has to do with the whole dream, guardian of dream time aspect of the moths. I wrote a tune called Migration. I did some cover tunes that seemed appropriate. Um, a gold frap tune called Become the One You Know You Are.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, I thought, uh, like, like given the metamorphosis of, of the moths. Um, and death, you can't escape talking about moths without addressing Death, so I did something not very heavy with that because I needed a bit of levity in the show. And I took that kiss tune, Beth, yeah. um, Beth, I hear you calling, and, and I just changed the word Beth to death, death, I hear you calling, like, what can I do? You know, they, they fight death, um, yeah. um, but I combined that with Mozart's Requiem a little bit as well, um, just to, 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 you know, um, and kiss their makeup kind of looks like you know, some of the <laughs> so, <laughs> call so in, in the show, you see these massive projections, uh, you know, with it's it's um, we've gotten some incredible footage from entomologists and photographers and videographers around the world. Um, um, and it really is a visual treat. Uh, the show. I'm not sure if I answered. The, the- yeah, no, no, you did. And I can't I want to talk a little bit more about the show a little bit.
0: I'd want to bring back to I love um, the uh, you know, you brought up the moth to a flame thing. You have the Don uh, Marquez poem in there. Yeah uh in emulation yeah Uh, and uh, i love that answer i found you know because there is you mentioned death i found the song death actually like hopeful because it was kind of like giving over to it and i found a lot of hope and fun in this um you know why the moth gets to a flame and he talks about how they get bored with routine and create beauty and excitement and fire is beautiful and what does he say um it's better to be happy for a moment and be burned by beauty then live a long time and be bored all the while i thought that was beautiful so that that poem probably inspired you a whole bunch right
1: it did that was the first thing i found online this poem that's 100 years old written from the moth's perspective Mm -hmm. uh and answers a bit about why do they go to the flame well it's like that neil young song right yep better to burn out than to fade away yep so it, it kind of starts with that and goes off from there. Um, yeah. Again, it's anthropomorphizing them, but I—that's uh, I, that's one poem I found um, um, a, as a starting place. What's this all yeah. about? Uh, um, yeah. That was one for sure. It really got me. So you, this whole thing is a
0: multimedia production, and 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 you kind of tell the story on in different ways you know we there's a book you can get into there's there's music you can get into There's a performance uh it's curious kind of why you wanted to tell it this way or just kind of this is i mean you're bringing a lot of your talents to the table i'm
1: assuming well um i definitely wanted to do something that had a visual component to it i Uh think uh, i mean it's been a while since i've gone on the road with my own project um i I've done it pretty much my whole life. In the last 10 years, I sort of stayed at home, took care of my kids. But I think that's this is how people consume music these days. It's not just, like no one's buying records. My kids were never gonna save their paper route money and buy the new Boston record kind of thing, right? They consume it through visual um, uh, platforms, YouTube, yeah, yeah. whatever. So I, I felt very strongly it. that insta- like it's not enough just to release a record for me or yep. to get up there and play some tunes. I wanted something that um, that also had a visual component to it. And again, the pictures that my brother took were the starting point. And then a whole bunch of other photographers uh, um, gave me access to their pictures. So definitely the visual thing was was um, um, uh, a very conscious thing on, on my part to to, to to do. So, yeah, we. I mean, huge video screen. We stand in front of it dressed yep. and kind of disappear into the image. And the 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 arc, the narrative arc of the show just sort of fell into place because between all the tunes, I'm I'm telling little interstitial stories of how maybe some of the music's themes relate to my family. So mm-hmm. there's the a bit of a story of my parents coming in the late '50s and how they relate to um, well, their ecosystem and the natural world. Um, it, it, it just happened that way i didn't set out to write a story about my family but yeah. it just came out that way you know yeah, it, it counts,
0: yeah. So. yeah. just found its way into the material yeah. yeah so this live performance sounds completely fascinating and the whole thing and 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 it speaks to kind of the work you've done with east, east village opera company i mean it's so theatric to me and it just right. they're like such an art to it is there you know, is uh, is this performance something we're going to be able to see more of? Is there plans yes. for it? Any thoughts on it? Because it's just it's, just, yeah.
1: it's something I want to take my daughter to. It's really cool. Absolutely. Um. You know, uh, the, the tricky part <laughs> at this point is describing to people what it is uh, and getting <laughs> their attention. So I'm working on it. We just did yep. four shows this month. We played at the National Arts Center in Canada. Um cool uh in toronto we played uh, you know a, a small theater mm. around here in upstate new york a theater in this in the town 10 minutes down the road we played in a club in new york i mean this show can go you know a couple of weeks ago we're in santa fe at the botanical garden we can play outside oh, play inside. There. It's beautiful yep. um theaters clubs libraries um definitely i'm going to try to book uh, as many shows uh, in the in the in the years to come as possible
0: Fantastic! I really, yeah. I, I really, really hope to see. It. Let's talk a little bit more about the music because uh, I loved going through the whole thing and listen to the whole thing. It's uh, it's wild. There's just so many uh, different uh, kind of soundscapes. Welcome to my house. I was thinking about Talking Heads, migrations, kind of got this like medieval, like Celtic adventure music. There's violin <laughs> ballads. Uh, yeah, yeah. Emergence is like electronic funk. I'd love to hear about your influences and, and and just kind of what you're bringing here. I have so many different
1: things that uh, that sounds. I chose a very eclectic range of music from solo Bach that's 30 years old to whatever, like you said, electronic or uh, electro-acoustic funk, um, because I wanted to reflect also the diversity of the moth species themselves. So it's deliberately all over the map in terms of- How do you think of that? I love that. It's also all over the map because all of these tunes are signposts from my life as a musician, stuff that I was into, stuff that I studied, songs that i loved like from the carmina Burana by carl Orff, is um you know i remember this it was one of those concerts where you're shaken for a week or two afterwards like you can't believe you participated in this in this in this concert that's happened to me maybe a you know half a dozen times in my life where i've played a yeah. show where it just just you just kind of shake <laughs> and yeah. vibrate for a week afterwards <laughs> um so yeah i mean it's eclectic right um um but all of all of the tunes are um are signifiers from uh moments of my life where, where I was into something. And yeah, you know, half of them are covers and half of the stuff is, is stuff that I that, that I wrote. Again, very deliberately, yeah. eclectic yep. to to uh to reflect the diversity of the moths
0: themselves. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really neat. So um you're working with Whitney Lagrange on this, uh yes. and the violinist and, and yes. just I'd love to, I need to know more about her. I mean, just a she's such a big contribution to this whole thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's my partner. Like we yeah. bought this farmhouse together in 2019 cool. and I just thought what a, um, what, uh, I mean, she plays a lot of violin, you know, she's a Juilliard uh, grad. Um, she can play anything. Basically she, she can fiddle, she can play jazz. She can, and she's a very, very strong classical player. So, I mean, as a, an arranger or a band leader, the best thing you can possibly do is draw out the strengths of the people in your band. Sure. Whitney plays a lot of violin. I'm writing violin all all over this to 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 showcase what it is that that she's good at, and and also at being my partner. I thought. Well, what a great way to spend time together! That when we get shows or get gigs, we're we get on a plane together and we get to travel um, together. So, I wanted something with a low footprint. Um Village mm-hmm. Company that you mentioned—you know, was a twelve-piece band with two or three people in the crew. So, it was a heavy lift to take yeah. that around around the world. You know, uh, this we can literally um, throw the screen. A projector a pa system our in- instruments in the back of a car and go to places and um, we don't need a tech person for this it's easier if we do but i wanted something with a smaller footprint um that's easier to um to uh, to travel with
0: yeah cool cool i totally get that her talent yeah. is super immense it's really it's wonderful you can hear it throughout the whole thing yeah um i'd love to circle back to a song you actually already mentioned it and just it was the one that's kind of uh inspired by braiding sweetgrass did you get robin to read it is that what i saw she re-
1: no God no, okay. I thought it written. Written. I I uh, yep. I put this that tune together reciprocity um again this is based on her writings and her yeah. speeches I found a bunch of her speeches on YouTube online and I started to cut up phrases um and it sort of reads like a poem when you put it all together yep. um, you know she says in a world that gives us uh maple syrup spotted salamanders Douglas firs um shouldn't we at least be paying attention? Yeah. Right. I mean, whoa, (laughs) you know, what can we give the earth for the privilege of breath? Like we can do, right? You know, Um, so I I chopped it up, put this together and we weave a version of Debussy's Clair de Lune throughout that. Um, Took me about six months to get in touch with her. Um, It was uh, uh, through her publisher, her publicist, Uh didn't understand what I was asking. (laughs) I wanted her blessing. Yep. It's very important to me to get um, her blessing as my little brother who um, is a government employee up in Canada who is very much in the know about cultural appropriation and reconciliation and you can't um, we can't just tell Indigenous stories. We need to get permission and blessing to do so. Finally tracked her down and she was thrilled Um, and she said um, I love how you put those words together. It reads like a poem one thought leads to another um thank you for sharing the message of reciprocity uh, but no she did not uh record yep. yeah, that I think those, are, those are chopped up audio bits from yeah. you know, i found on the internet
0: it really does affect me they kind of just the the idea of paying attention and You can kind of there's a great book i'd like to recommend how to do nothing i think it's one of the books i recommend more and jenny odell and she talks yeah. about it a lot how you do once you start seeing things around you once you start paying attention to the nature around you you can kind of feeling that's actually how you get to know your community and she's a big bird watcher it's really beautiful beautiful book and i thought about it a lot when it came to the that song and and robin's work it's just it's just awesome um let me ask you just the pics are so amazing and it does you get to see all the book i mean because i it's there's many ways i recommend you go give the give the whole album a listen and you'll get to experience that journey there but digging into the book it's just you get to see all these amazing beautiful different the diversity just the the colors—it's mind-blowing. How was it piecing that together? Where the pictures come from? It's just so beautiful. It's a great um, coffee.
1: So I did the. I uh, thought never in my life am I going to make another record again. I, <laughs> I can't believe people like we're still making CDs. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, like music it seems to be a free commodity they, these days. I mean, there's yeah. you know, the streaming. Yeah paradigm has just just decimated uh recorded music like uh what was it the other day peter frampton goes to congress and says so i i have 55 million streams from my record and i just got a check for one thousand seven hundred dollars that's that's the economics of the, the streaming yeah. thing and what is ha- done to recorded music anyway that yeah. said i thought i can't justify making a record charging 20 pe- 20 bucks for it but i can justify making a book which is basically an extended liner notes with extra content and extra images for that i feel okay with at a concert charging 30 bucks with a recorded copy or a digital download of a higher res version of it and this book um so uh, a lot of the images from the book are images from the show um from photographers Mm -hmm. whose uh, work we've either licensed or gotten permission to use um uh my brother's pictures are in there pictures from the cottage um and in particular this one canadian photographer who passed away a couple of years ago jim de riviere those massive macro pictures where you see yeah. i've never seen and i didn't know there was so much fur on these things you know they they formed a basis of this exhibit like he had blown them up massive exhibit that was a co-presentation between uh american museum of natural history in new york and the canadian museum of N- nature it's traveled all around the world um his widow, uh, Catherine Finter, gave us basically his hard drive and said, take take what you want. Um, she lives in my hometown in Canada. So that that was an amazing get yeah. for us in terms yeah. of the show, but also for the book as well. Yeah,
0: it's it's absolutely gorgeous. So to kind of bring us home a little, I'm curious about this, just because I know you did a deep dive into the moth and, you know, did some mothing yourself. What uh, yeah. what would you say was one of the more enthralling things you've learned learned about the moth? Uh, we've spoken on some of them, but if does anything come to mind, I mean, just you know, thinking about pheromones, that their fat gym ability, they're just there's wild stuff there.
1: All that 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 stuff, I had no no idea about. Like when I really st- started to uh, go into the metamorphosis thing, mm. I mean, it seems um, on a symbolic way i think a lot of human beings they reach the midpoint of their life and there's there's some sort of rebirth reinvention metamorphosis we all go through that could be you're trying to unload baggage you're trying to get to that state where you were a kid where everything just sort of flowed easily you didn't have those blocks that we develop as adults right um there's might be like a more of a true self that's been yearning to to come out of us as adults that we've not allowed um but i, I found that the the, the act of uh, metamorphosis really blew my mind um and again we would watch these things um emerge from their cocoons um that act of just self-annihilating yourself on a cellular level <laughs> uh it, it, that to me is the my takeaway of sort of yep. this dive into moth that act alone is just like it's incredible yeah
0: Well, uh, well, good luck with the project. I really, I was, I was. It was great to kind of come upon it, and I was like, "What is this?" And the more you dig into it, there's so much to dig into, which is so, so fun. I honestly, when I was listening to music, went through the whole thing and one sitting, as as one should. I was finding myself pretty overwhelmed by the time I got to death (laughs) and in my dream. I was like, I was in it, and I think I think that's it's credit to what you did there. So it's really cool stuff, and I appreciate you talking about it with me. And I'm I'm thrilled to spread the word a little bit. So thank you very much.
1: I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. In a world that gives us maple syrup, been spotted salamanders, sandhill cranes, Douglas firs, Be paying attention.
0: Paying attention is an act of reciprocity. It starts by asking ourselves what will I give in return for the gifts of the earth, in return for the privilege of breath?
1: in return for the gift of berries.
0: What does the earth ask of us? Isn't that the question in this moment?
1: how shall i give them to the
0: world we have the gift of choice of story of love of gratitude choice love of hands that make ingenious tools and transformative art
1: of attention. Paying attention is a sacred act paying attention also holds the acknowledgement of pain when we are open and attentive we see equally beauty as well as the wounds.
0: ability to be responsible, to respond, and that too is a gift.
1: In a world that gives us maple syrup and spotted salamanders, Sandhill cranes, Douglas firs. Shouldn't we at least be paying attention?
0: We have the gift of choice, of story, of love, of gratitude, choice. Hands that make ingenious tools and transformative art. Choice. Story. Love. Gratitude.
1: Transformative art. Reciprocity.
0: Osiris. This podcast is In The Loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.